Welcome to All The Things Podcast. I'm Regina Lawrence, your host. I'm a lawyer turned soulful business strategist and transformational mindset coach. I'm also the founder of the community, All The Things Business. I've created a community of women who can truly be all the things, successful, spiritual, sexual, and wildly unique, all while creating a life of purpose and passion according to our own rules. We don't have to look or be a person that societal norms dictate anymore. We don't have to play by somebody else's rules. We can be whoever we want to be, and that person can be all the things in one. Each week, I'll bring you episodes where we dive deep into business, entrepreneurship, and a whole host of topics to help us dive into who we truly are so that we can really be all the things. Welcome to my podcast. Hey guys, I know that starting a business can be really complicated, confusing, scary, and there's so many moments when you're starting your business or when you're pivoting your business, you feel really, really confused and like you have no one to talk to. I totally understand that because when I started my coaching business, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like I tried a million things and I would hit dead ends and I would just try and try and try and try. Luckily, I was able to figure it out, but I had to take the long way. And that is exactly why I am the business coach that I am, because I've tried and I've tried and I've tried all of the things, and I know what works in creating, scaling, and pivoting your online and coaching business. If you are needing a friend, if you are needing a coach and somebody to hold your hand through this crazy process of growing your business online, schedule a free 30-minute virtual coffee chat with me. Go to my website, reginalawrence.com, and click Schedule a Virtual Coffee Chat, and we can hop on and talk about one particular issue in your business that you are struggling with right now. And by the end of that 30 minutes, I promise you that you will have a solution. Once again, it's www.reginalawrence.com, and click Schedule a Virtual Coffee Chat. I cannot wait to talk to you and help you unravel anything that you are struggling with in your business right now. Enjoy this episode. Hello, welcome back to another episode of All The Things Podcast. I'm your host, Regina Lawrence, and today's guest does not disappoint. Today's guest is one of my very first spiritual friends and teachers, Regan Tilton. The thing that's really special about Reagan and why she was so instrumental in my life is because before I met Reagan, I associated spirituality with a type of person that was different than me, a type of person that looked different than me, that talked differently than I did, that was just a different type of woman. And what I learned from Reagan and from her presence is that A spiritual woman can look and be any way that she wants to be. She can be doused in pajuli and a floor-length moo-moo. She can have a crop top on and have big titties. She can be quiet. She can be loud. She can be sexy. She can be modest. She can be whatever she wants. And Regan really taught me that and empowered me to be who I am as a spiritual woman, which led to the launch of all the things, which then led to this podcast because we can truly be all of the things. In today's podcast episode, Regan walks us through her journey from 
and through her spiritual awakening, which then led her to become a Reiki master practitioner and a tarot card reader. And she really walks us through what those modalities are, why they are such a benefit to us as human beings, and how she uses them. Something else we talk about, which is something that she and I talked about quite a bit and worked through a lot when I was still living in Philadelphia, was the twin flame journey. It's something that's thrown around a lot in the spiritual community. And Reagan talks about how her twin flame was really a catalyst for so much growth and change in her life. If you want to connect with Reagan, she hangs out all the time on Instagram and her Instagram is amazing. And she's at Reagan, R-E-G-A-N, Maria, or you can find her online at www.ReaganTilton.com. The last name is T-I-L. T-O-N.com. And it's also on her website that you can schedule a, an in-person or virtual Reiki or and or tarot card reading with her. She also talks on the podcast about how she's doing a lot of education around tarot cards. And so she does these classes virtually. So no matter where, are, where you are in the country, if you resonate with her and her mission and what she's doing, you can connect with her and work with her wherever you are at. With that, I hope you guys love this episode. I know that Reagan is going to crack your shit up because she is just 100% raw, 100% real, and 100% Philly. Go Phils. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of All The Things Podcast. I'm your host, Regina Lawrence, and I'm so excited for our guest today. So something you guys don't know, maybe don't know about me is that I'm from Philadelphia. And when I really started to have my spiritual awakening and really started to see the world in a different way, I was so hesitant. And I don't want anybody to be offended by this, but to me, spirituality and a spiritual awakening meant like, you know, like homeschool long dresses, smelling like pajuli, not being a normal person. And I was so resistant to it. And our guest today was my first real spiritual friend and teacher in Philadelphia. And she showed me that you could truly be all the things. You could be a spiritual woman, a soulful woman, a sexual woman. You could tell somebody to go fuck themselves if they run you off the road on fucking Broad Street and still have this beautiful relationship with the divine and cultivate your spiritual gifts. And so I'm so excited to have her on today. Reagan is truly the epitome of all the things. And when I decided to create my brand, All the Things, Reagan was such an inspiration for me. She's fucking nuts. She's a firecracker from Philly and I love her so much. Thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me and thank you for that intro because if I that was literally like if anyone could describe me to a T I, I would want them all of those things I'm serious you, I know you get me you took, you took the words out of my mouth I was at dinner last night with a bunch of my girlfriends from Scottsdale and like one of them does shamanic work the other one does like ancestral healing work and I was like my girl Reagan is on the podcast tomorrow and I was telling them about you and I was describing them to you and I was like this girl is fucking everything they were like she would be our friend if she lived here <laughs> for sure for sure for so sure. it's so funny. So I started following you on Instagram before you really had your spiritual mm -hmm. awakening and you were this 
girl in Philly who was dressing up as a marijuana leaf for Halloween, like getting reposted by the fat Jewish and like posting all of your, you were posting all of your dating app yeah. convos with like scumbags that would message you. That was my first introduction to you. Yeah. That was, I was like a meme page. So I was like a, where there was meme pages. You know what I mean? I was like insta famous before I was, because it was for, so I had, I've had it for over 10, 10 years, as long as it's been around. So I was like a meme page and it was a great way to communicate, stay anonymous, but also like have an out, like, you know what I mean? Like, and so it was one of those things where it's like, cause Instagram wasn't serious. Like Facebook's more serious. It's more personal, but like Instagram wasn't, I was like, Oh, this is great. Cause my personality like loves that shit. And I love attention. You know what I mean? I always loved attention. Yeah. I loved long attention for so many years, but yeah, it was great for my, it was great for me because I'm also kind of an introvert as well. So it was like a little bit of me having that social life. I really use social media to the max. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you go from, and I love like this story you're going to tell, how did you go from being the girl who was dressed up like a marijuana leaf for Halloween to you know, having your spiritual awakening and offering the beautiful services that you do now? So I, I, I was with my ex-husband until I was 30 years old. And then I'd left him and moved over to the city and I had my spiritual awakening at 34. So it wasn't that big of a space that I had gone from like housewife, which I really was to partier in Philly. And it really wasn't that long. Um, I switched around a few couple different groups of friends and really found a nice group of friends that I really loved. Um, and not extreme partiers, but like we all like to have fun. But there was always something missing, you know. Um, I never felt like I never felt like I was meeting the people I needed to meet. I never felt like I was like making the money I needed to make. I never felt like anything was like advancing for me. For other people in my social circle, it was completely fine. You know what I mean? Like everyone was advancing, and I was just the same. And so I but I thought a guy would get me out. Like I truly thought a man would get me out of it. So I was super into dating, very sexual, very adventurous, very into, like I said, met me because I was posting a lot of funny stuff from dating sites. Um, but I was having fun. And I thought that like, you know, I had a bunch of failed relationships, a lot of them like karmic partnerships, like we'll talk about a lot of it karmic partnerships. So it was like, they would, I would die when we would break up. And I would, this would be like four years of on and off relationships with narcissists, covert narcissists. At the time, I, I kind of knew what it was. And if I look back at like my old Facebook, like statuses, even from like 2009, like that one was like from 2009, like as above, so below, which is like a hermetic prophecy from like the Egyptians, like thousands of years ago. So I definitely had something in me that yeah. was like acting this type of these lessons, karmic lessons. I definitely knew about energy, but I never really, I ne never knew about it, but I definitely was attracting a lot of relationships in my life that were karmic. Yeah. Um, one taught me something and each one like killed me. Like I would be in bed dying over a guy and it would be like a worthiness issue or it would be like an image issue or it'd be like a bunch of different things. So I think I was like 2015, I think it was really gearing up for, and that I feel like a lot of people had like 2012 awakening, 2015 awakening, last year awakening. We're going on more and more, but I think I was part of like, the, I always say like the 2015 class. I feel like you were too. Yeah, totally. I was 2015 and I met my twin flame. Mm -hmm. And so I was, and it was through social media, but I was 
just going through dating guys and I was having like sadness around guys and I was really sad letting go of this one guy that had been on and off for years. So I thought was like my Mr. Big. And I think I just like let go and I started having fun and I went away to Mexico and this guy messaged me and he only followed me because Fat Jewish reposted me. Okay. He was like, hey, Barbie, because that was my Instagram. He was like, hey, <laughs> you want to come to Dallas? And I was like, still partying. So I was like, you buy, I fly. <laughs> and I was like, this is great. Like, I thought this was going to be great. This is going to be fun. This is another fun story for me. This is another part because I was like, I don't I was really feeling myself at that moment. And even though I was you know, in a job that I hate, you know, or in a job that was kind of going nowhere at the time, which I'm still in, but we'll get to that. <laughs> and I flew down to Texas where he was. And I literally, the second I saw him, I was like, I feel like I'm at home. And it wasn't like a feeling of like, oh my God, I'm so in love with him or like whatever. I thought I went home to someone. I kept Googling. So I, I went to fly to him. He flew me down there. We had great sex, great love. It was just so much fun. We were like, fell in love, but it was more. Mm. And when I got home, I Googled like, what does it mean when you feel like you went home to someone? I never, I never, I would never use those words. I've never, don't even know this. I've never felt them. I felt my husband was my soulmate. I thought other guys were my soulmate. I've dated a guy who's had the same birthday as me. I've dated guys who I was like, oh my God, we were meant to meet. I never met someone where I phrased it. What does it mean when you feel like you went home to someone? And the, it, the result was like, you met your twin flame. And I Googled all about twin flames. Like there wasn't a lot about twin flames in 2015 besides like really old people who'd been together forever. Like people who were just like dramatic and they seemed like drug addicts or like the people who were like really into like weird dark magic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I don't know if this is me. Like, I don't know. Cause like none of these people look like me or act like me and no one's normal. Like there's no girl like me right. who's a regular girl in the city, like talking about this kind of stuff. But I, got curious because I loved him. And I was like, how does this, how does this work? And I even told him about, I don't know if you remember, I mean, he remembers, you know, here and there, he knows there's something calls it a strong bond. Um, but I read more about it. And while I was reading about it and looking into it, I was like, there's something changing in me because I stopped wanting to party. I started going to meditation classes. I would show up and like, hi, I don't know what's going on, but there's something I would cry all the time. And he was really into me. And my friends would be like, what's wrong with you? And I'd be like, I don't know. And I would feel like I needed to like go to my parents' house and like ask them about what I was like as a child. I was like seeking out mediums. Yeah. I own my own stuff because I was like, there's something wrong with me. And I would push him away because I was like, I'm gross and I'm disgusting. And I think we all know in our spiritual awakening, we have that shedding period wow. where we have that shame of everything that we did in the past that wasn't aligned with like the 5D or... I don't know. And I just was really, I was having a hard time, but I got into yoga. I'd never done yoga before. And I was going to yoga like three times a week. So I could just be shut my brain off and be at peace. And it's like one of those things where now I always tell people, I don't think you understand the most healthy thing for you to do is like do meditation for your mind, yoga for your body, you know, like Reiki for your soul, like whatever I, you know, tell you, but that's what happened to me. And I completely changed. And by the end of our relationship, it was probably like six months by the end of our relationship, I it'd been four months since we broke up. It was the most painful thing ever. I was felt like I was dying, but I knew I had to like move on and like do something for, cause I was like, I'm not, I felt so much love. It was a rush of love. I think that's what it was. It was like, you meet your twin flame and you have a rush of unconditional love that like you maybe get from your mom and dad mm-hmm. or your family members, but you never, or if you have children, but you never get from like another human being. And that love was like for self. 
And I knew it because the whole twin flame journey is about, it's your reflection of yourself. And you know, cause you've been through it as well. Yeah. And you find love for yourself. So I was like through the tears crying and, but also saying like, I have to wake up every day and find a way to be happy and find a way to help people. And so I remember after we broke up for four months, I like kind of just like chugged along. I was so depressed, but I was like, every morning the sun came up and I was like, the sun came out for me. And, and I would just, I didn't want to drink as much anymore. Joe's was a big partier. I, since 2015, I've never touched a drug, not even marijuana, no party drugs, no nothing. Like ibuprofen and some antibiotics is about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I drink wine here and there, but I quit drinking, you know, in 2016. Cause I was like, I don't know what it's like to not cope with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Followed through with that and got into Reiki within four months of me breaking up with my twin flame. I was in Reiki class. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for anyone else that's ever had their spiritual awakening, like for mine, it was meeting the twin flame to get me on my path mm-hmm. for other people. It's different reason. You know, yours is different, mine's different, but that was it. Like I met a dude and I think the universe was like, no, she's not listening. Give her a dude. And that was the oh, thing. It always that works. Yeah. <laughs> My one friend was like, I was like, she was like, I was lactose intolerant and I got really sick after eating ice cream. And she was like, that was kind of my spiritual awakening. Cause I was like, you can't keep doing this to your body. She's like, I get, I get men. She gets, she gets, you know, ice cream. But yeah, I was, I wasn't listening and, and the universe will give you signs. They will give you signs. And I, I got a sign and it was like, wake the fuck up, help people help yourself. You're fine. You know? And I was like, I'm not fine. I need a man or I need like you know, a normal life. And it was like, no, you need to go help people. You're good at this. You're emotionally drained. The reason why you're not getting anything out of your life is at 34 is because you're emotionally drained by taking on everyone else's things. And you haven't realized your power as someone who can work in the healing realm. Totally. And I love that you brought up your twin flame because when you and I connected, the reason why we were brought together was because right after I started working with you, I met my twin flame and I worked with you through my fucking twin flame bullshit that came up for anybody listening who doesn't know what a twin flame is. Will you explain to them what that means? Yeah. So I always feel like I'm the twin flame whisperer too. You like really, You really are. I know. I whisper it. And I, I think it helps people with... A lot of times you can have this relationship with yourself. It's like you and yourself and you have this relationship with yourself and you try hard, but it doesn't work. And it sometimes takes an external thing for you to, 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 to listen up. So for me, it was like, um, you know, twin flame is like what they say and what I honestly truly believe. And I just taught a class on this was like two, one soul is, you know, up in heaven, I believe, wherever you are in the, in the ethers, the bardo, wherever you are. And they decide they, the soul decides they want to come down to earth again. You know, we do, I believe in reincarnation. And so this, uh, this, the one soul splits into two and they come down to find each other. So it's like two hearts, you know, like, and it's, you know, it's the familiarity and you can speak to this as well is like something you've never, you're like, you're me. I'm you. We're each other. We're the same person. And like, everything about myself that I needed to change, which was like my financial stuff or like health stuff. There was a lot of stuff I needed to work on in my, in my life that he brought out of me because he was so good at those things. And I was so bad at those things. And then the things I'm really good at, he was terrible at like intimacy and emotional stuff and family. And so we really like, it's yin and yang. It's literally the, yin and yang. but you're, again, you don't always have to be with that person, but you, you have to meet them and you have to kind of 
whether it's verbal or nonverbal, come to a pact of what you're, you're going to be doing. And mine for me is as much as I want to be with him, mine is mostly like being the best person I can be, you know, and like whatever lesson. So for you, it's when you met your twin flame, it's not meant for you to be in pain. And if you are in pain, like that's your problem. You got to figure that fuck out. Yeah. I remember when I met my twin flame, I looked at him and we locked eyes and it was like, I've known you forever. Like you are home. I've known you forever. And then the journey, the journey started and you're right. All the pain, there was a lot of pain in that relationship. It was the greatest mirror for the work that I hadn't even realized I needed to work on. Yeah. They, they throw it at you. And it's so funny. Cause like, you could be like, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to be my own boss and I want to work with women and I want to do all this stuff. And it's like, and then you have this person who's coming into whatever they're like, for me, it's like mine would bother me in so many different ways, but I would be like, well, if I can just get my own business, he'll leave me alone, you know, or like, and it was like, he motivated me so much, whether it was good or bad to be someone that I'm not, you know, to be someone that I was meant to be by just not wanting to fail, you know, to prove myself. I always say my twin flame is my barometer. He's my barometer for how I'm doing. If he's failing, there's, there's somewhere I'm lacking and vice versa. And so for me, it was like, but again, we've never had a human barometer because we have soulmates here and there. We have family members. We always have, um, you know, someone who's always like, oh, we should do this together. Or like, oh, I really love her business. I should be like her. You have role models and you have, but you don't have a twin flame monster who's yeah. literally barking at you, whether it's energy or whether it's, you know, a fight or drama or manifestations or sex or whatever it is for you to keep yourself motivated and on track. And I like did not have that before. And when I had it, I was like, I'm, I'm doing this for me, but usually I think what a lot of times we do stuff for other people. My friends would be really impressed with me. My family members would be really happy with me. And when you have your twin flame, you're like, I'm doing this for my twin flame, but I'm actually doing this for myself. But my twin flame draws this out of me. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. My The reason why I quit my job and started my business, he was the one that put the fire under my ass to do it. But then when I think back, it was once I was fully out of my job and had started my business, he dipped out of my life. Like he came in and then it then he dipped out. Because he had his own business. Mm-hmm. And you were literally like, I wouldn't, and it's the same thing with, with, with my guys, he was successful and resilient and mm-hmm. funny and charming and, and confident. And I could just, I looked at a picture of me when I was with him years ago, 2015, and I was sent it to my friends and I was looked so, even though I was like so funny and so confident, all these things, but I looked so small, you know, like I didn't have the light on me. I looked like just small. And I was just like, and it's, I'm a completely different person. I'm like self-assured and larger and brighter than I ever was before, even though I was still beautiful then it was like, it's completely different. And I was like, I want to be like him, even though then when, then you find out about your twin flame more, you find out how messy they are. Cause they're, if they're not awake, which he's mine's not Same. Um, never listens to this, but if he does no big deal, um, you know, if they're not awake, then you, you rise up against it and you realize that like how much, like it doesn't matter what you do towards them. Like, and you get past this point, but they definitely get you over the hump. 
Totally. He got me over the hump. And what started to happen was my spiritual gifts started to come online and I started to share things with him. And that, like, as I was growing and sharing things with him, he was like, whoa. Yeah. Uh-huh. He wasn't ready. Uh-uh. Yeah. Wasn't he wasn't ready. And mine's not either. But that was what woke me up. It was literally like, let's give you the craziest, wildest sex, love, yep. like everything. And, you know, something. And you, I thought that it was like doing all this stuff. But again, I did it for me. It was the first time I did something for me. I was like, listen, if this guy breaks up with me, I don't want to be dead. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be hurt. I want to be in the best place possible. And I was, and which men usually do that, you know, men are usually like date and then they're like, they leave and they're in pretty good shape, you know? Um, because it, and for me, that's the masculine, you know, the masculine is always in pretty good shape. Um, and that we see that in traditional males and yeah. for me, things where it's like, he, I was like, yo, like I gotta like, not be a sad girl if this ends. And that was part of it. It was like, get to meditation, get to yoga, figure out your trauma, get to th- back into therapy, like all these different things. So that when if something doesn't ha- happen between the two of you, you'll be set. And I was set. And I was like, I'm here through all the partying, through all the trauma, through all the everything that I've been through in my life. And I've had a lot of things that didn't go great in my life. Not my childhood. My parents are wonderful, but like adult life was really tough on me. Yeah. Uh, other, other humans are really hard on me. Um, other adult humans. Uh, my ex-husband was hard on me, but it was one of those things for me where it was like, I don't want this to be another failed relationship where I'm left again, a piece of me hanging off. And it was like, this is it. And this brought me to my own healing. With my twin flame before him, I didn't know that I was codependent. And I didn't know that about myself. I actually would have argued with you and said, I don't need anyone. I didn't understand it. Being with him in that relationship, I read a book when I was with him on his coffee table about codependency. And I learned that from that relationship. And because I learned that lesson in that relationship, when the relationship ended, I was better off because I understood like my patterns and like what I had been doing my whole life from that, from being with him. Yeah. And you, in your head, you're like, well, I'm one of many children. I'm a big, strong lawyer. Like I'm so independent. I'm the most independent woman you'll ever meet. You know what I mean? Like that's basically what you thought in your head. I was like, I don't need anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you realize, again, you realize like I'm, for me, I just thought like every, everything was funny. And I, I didn't really care about anything. A man's going to take care of me because my parents are really caring for me. My dad always took care of me. And then I was with my ex-husband who was 10 years older for 10 years. And I was just like, oh, I'll just find, like, and I was only three and a half, four years out of the relationship when I met my twin flame. So I was like, oh, I'll just find another guy. Like just going through dudes, take care of me. And the universe was like, oh, no, 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 you're you act like a strong, independent woman. You do things that strong, independent women. And yet you want to be taken care of. I don't think so, honey. You need to like, and so it was like, wake the fuck up, Fragan. Start to take care of yourself and start to help other people. Yeah. And one of the things that you, you mentioned it briefly is like Reiki was one of the first things that like you started to get into. Will you explain to the people listening what Reiki is and like how you dove into that? Yeah. So I, I, it goes back to my twin flame again. He's led me everywhere, and it's so crazy because I give him a lot of credit, but I but also it's my own stuff. I when we broke up, I didn't speak to him for four months. I didn't speak to him one second, and I was but I was on the path. I wasn't, but I didn't really know what was going on. But I was seeing a lot of mediums and like doing a lot of like you know spiritual things and doing full moon rituals and stuff, but nothing too crazy. And 
my twin flame had contacted me on January 1st, 2016. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I ever, he talked to me a lot along the way, but he contacted me and said, I really want to talk to you. I'm really sorry. And I was like, before I responded to him, because I was like, I want to respond to him, but I didn't want to before. I was like loving leaving him on read. I was like, good, F him. He left me for another woman. He was a cheater. So when he contacted me then, I was like, it's the first day of the new year. I haven't talked to him in four months. And I was like, but I, st- I have a very spiritual girlfriend, Jen, who was with me during the whole entire twin flame journey, who was witchy and believed me. Mm-hmm. Nobody believed me. I was like, I'm doing this weird thing. It's this twin flame. And everyone's like, you're nuts. You two are toxic and crazy. Just break up with him. And I was like, you can't just break up with him. You don't get it. Like, I love him. And they're like, he didn't even text you back. And he's hooking up with other girls. And I was like, but you don't get it. You know, anyway, so my friend Jen stuck by me by a long way. And so when I got that text message, it felt like a, it felt different energy before the energy felt. And again, because I'm, I am such a healer and energetic, you know, into energy that all the times he texted me before it was like, it felt like it was going to be toxic. Like he wanted to get, get my goat. He wanted to antagonize me. And this text that he did like felt so normal. And I was like, I want to text him back, but I texted my friend, Jen. And I said, Jen, such and such texted me. I want to text him back. But like, before I do, I need to do something for myself. How do I help people? Because I feel it's like such a good spot. And I feel like God got me here. Like God, I'm only here because God and the universe got me here. And she was like, you should do Reiki. And I literally just a text message on January 1st, 2016. And I literally Googled it before I responded to him, found a Reiki school, paid the $600, started in two weeks. I texted him. And it was like, and then we like talked a little bit here and there. We've been talking ever since, you know, five years since then on and off. But, um, and he's kind of like, you know, again, I don't need him anymore. I, and I haven't needed him. I, do I love physically being with him? Sure. Do I love our banter? Do I love sure. But I don't need him for anything else. But I literally was like, nothing could open up peacefully between us. And so I think the universe was like, get her there, get her there. And my friend Jen was such a messenger. And so I didn't even know what Reiki was. I didn't even know what it was. I literally was like, okay, I'll do it. Like, it seemed like it was not that big of a deal. It was energy healing. It was using your hands. I was like, I can do it. So when I showed up, you know, three weeks later, it was like, I was like, this is it. Like, this is my calling. Like, this is something I've never heard of before. And I was still, you know, getting, bleeding out some of the messy parts of my life, but I was on, on my way at that point. And I, and so Reiki is what I found out that day. Um, <laughs> Is that it's energy healing. You use like use your hands, and you, it's non-diagnostic, non-manipulative, non non uh, non-invasive healing touch. So the the kind of reiki that I'm you know attuned to is a sui reiki. It's Japanese. Um, we don't talk about the chakras in it. You know, we just do healing touch, and it is what it is. You know, it's kind of very. It is what it is. I'll teach you the positions. This is where you put your hands. Reiki one is when you first do it on yourself, you heal yourself, maybe a few family members and you learn stuff. Reiki two is when you learn to do more things. And Reiki three is when you become a master and you can open a business to do it for other people. Most people don't. I did. Um, Most, yeah, most people don't. Most people are Reiki trained and they're like, cool, you know, and they don't really do it as much. They don't really do it on people. I really loved it. It really helped me. But for me, I always say it's a massage for your nervous system. Like, all right, off, off the record off usui reiki it you balance your chakras you um it's for for me it's like you you notice your body starts to work it's like you would think like you're just laying down nothing's happening you know but like 
there's stuff happening the whole time that you're getting a Reiki treatment. And the key on the end of Reiki is Japanese is K-I, uh, Chinese is C-H-I, Qi. And everyone knows the Qi, people have seen do people do Tai Chi, they know it's the energy of the earth. So if you were doing Tai Chi, they're scooping up the energy of the earth, moving it through their body and, and pushing it out and using the energy of the earth. Reiki is the same exact thing, except for I'm helping facilitate it for you. Yeah. What was the biggest like transformative thing or things that you felt like Reiki started to do for you? Anxiety, anxiety and sleep and those two things. And I think that's honestly the main reason why people should try Reiki. It has lowered my stress and anxiety and my sleep like anything else. And if you have those three things under control, you can live a pretty healthy lifestyle. Stress and anxiety cause cancer. They cause autoimmune, autoimmune diseases to, to, to rupture. I mean, you, um, you know, it helps you make good choices with food. It helps you make good choices with other people in your life. To sleep. If you don't sleep well, if you don't have a good sleep cycle, you're fucked forever. You know, it's one of these things where it's like your health is in, is in, in those three things, how you manage your stress, your anxiety, and your sleep. And so for me, it's like Reiki promotes such health in those areas yeah. that that is what is you would notice you, you, when people get Reiki, they don't look at their phone as much. They sleep better for a few days. They increase their water intake. They go to the bathroom if they don't normally go to the bathroom, you know, like they, you know, don't engage. They literally say, Oh, I don't really care anymore about a certain thing. People come in with me like, I'm quitting my job. I'm quitting my job. I'm done. And they'll get a Reiki session. I'll be like, so yeah, yeah. I'm like, you're gonna quit your job. I'm like, no, you know, I realized it wasn't that big of a deal, you know? And it's like all these things. And so that was like, for me, it was one of those things where I, I just don't have the stress and anxiety, the fake stress and anxiety that I thought I needed. I just don't have the same bullshit in my life. And I sleep for the first time, you know, I started sleeping 2016 for the first time in probably five years. Where did tarot cards come in for you after the Reiki? So there was like a lull in between my Reiki one and Reiki two. I took three, three levels. And my one teacher, um, Alex, who's amazing and who's just so open and she's so psychic and so amazing. And she, um, she was teaching an intuitive development class and I was like, I'll take it. I, and I, at that point also, I like, everyone was like, Reagan is weird. Cause I used to be like fun and partier and love to do drugs and do a bunch of stuff. And when I got into Reiki, I was like, I'm done with everything. I'm done with that old lifestyle. And I still went out and I still had fun. But like I, like I said, I quit drinking that year, never touched a drug again, not even marijuana. And I was like, I want to do everything spiritual. Like I just wanted to do everything spiritual. I don't care. I sat in on seances. I did sound baths. I went to meditation classes. I did yoga. I did yoga teacher training and I did intuitive development. I did anything. I learned any sort of weird, magical, mystical, woo woo, anything. I sat in on circles, full moons. I went to weird houses. I did cacao stone. Like I did everything available to me. Great. Sign me up. I signed up for everything. I spent every single dime I had on it. It's a huge investment if you want to be legit in the spiritual community, yeah. you know, and you have to put your time and your energy and your effort. And some people learn a few modules and, and they forget, you know, and for me, it was like, give me everything. I'm going to be the student of everything. And I still will do anything. And so my, my one teacher was teaching intuitive development, but it was about six part class and two of the parts were tarot. And she didn't really go into deep detail, but I was like, this is my thing. I love it. I want to know more because I used to go to tarot readers when I was younger and it was the same. You're going to meet a dark haired guy who's going to break your heart and, you know, you're going to be sad and, you know, 
someone in your family's gonna die and you're like all right thank you and they had three cards in their deck and it was like all the terrible cards and that's what they tell me <laughs> and so I was like wait there's more to these than because I'm, I'm really into like knowing stuff and I was like I was really into you know knowing more and I just studied and studied and studied and and then someone told someone that I read tower cards and I was like, I don't read tower cards. And they were like, oh yeah, well, someone wants to hire you. And I was like, I don't. And, and I'm new. And they were like, we don't care. We'll pay you. Well, how much do you? And so I was like $25. And, um, or like, and I paid and I, people hired me and then someone told someone else. And I just learned, you learn by, by example, you know? And so then I, that's when I started teaching people how to learn tower this past year, 2020, because I was like, people make it so elusive. It shouldn't be elusive. It shouldn't be elusive. It shouldn't be secretive or not mainstream. It should be like, oh, my grandma, I'm used to, but I have, I have a deck from her, but I don't know how to read them. Like, I'll teach you how to read them. Yeah. Well, people it's think it's, weird. you and I were talking about it. People think it's something that it's not. It's literally psychology on 78 cards. You yeah. know, like it's, it's a person's life on 78 cards. It's not going to tell you your future. It's not going to tell, it's not going to predict your future. It can sometimes show you things that like, oh, it looks like things are not going to be so easy going forward for you in this department, but it's not predicting your future. It's not, it's just picking out the things. So like I can go, I can have a day tomorrow and I can have a day. I can, I can not read my cards and go live my life. My life. And I can go read my cards tonight and go live my life. If I read my cards and go live my life, I'll have a better idea how to deal with what's coming for me and be able to, I think yeah. for me, you make better, better use of your time on the planet with tarot cards, which is why I think they were made. Yeah. Because like people back, they didn't have all this stuff. They didn't have therapists. They didn't have all this, stuff. but they, they were like, someone was like, let's draw. It was coming, the I Ching, which is a Chinese is where it originally came from. But there was like, runes and there was like the tower cards i think in the 1400s in italy is when it got really big and the aristocrats liked it so the pope let it happen even though it was supposed to be like evil but yeah. someone made i forget the name of the, the 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 deck that is made it's like french or italian but and someone just drew pictures of different things that happen in people's life like this guy and no one can see but like looking at different cards like you know there's there's different archetypes of different people and there's different things there's there's doubt. So let's draw a card that looks like someone's in doubt. Let's draw a card and someone looks like they're having fun. Let's draw a card if someone is really independent. And so they were like, so then people would say like, what's going on with my life? And they would bless them. And then they would read them and they would say, oh, it looks like someone who, you know, who you're going to be soulmates with is coming into your life, but you might have trouble with money, you know? And it was like, and that's really what it is. And, and with tarot, it's just one of those things where it's just like, you know, everyone's kind of lives a si pretty similar path. What they call the tower is the fool's journey. We're all the fool, you know, we, and we journey to completion. And then if we're lucky, we do it over again several times in a lifetime. And that's what the, you know, that's what the, the tower shows up. So it shows, this is where you need help. This is what's coming. This is what you can relax on. This is what you need to do. This is what, oh, I'm proud of you here, that you're acknowledged here from the universe. And it's just a beautiful thing. The tarot was so beautiful for me when I discovered it with you because it showed me a few different things. One, it gave me the guidance to leave Philadelphia because if I didn't leave Philadelphia, I wasn't going to be able to do what I came to this earth to do. Yeah. And like that empowered me. It also showed me that I have, because I was at this crucial point of like breaking up with a partner of five years and meeting mm -hmm. my twin flame and feeling all the feels with the twin flame. And one of the things I was shown was like, you have lots of soulmates 
and you've yeah. had lots of soulmates and you'll continue to have them. So if this is the person you want to be on this road with, great. But if not, you will have more soulmates. And that was like, oh, I'm not stuck. I'm not stuck in yeah. yeah, I'm not stuck with this man. Like I can, I can do whatever I want and it's all mm-hmm. going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. The tower is great. It tells you what you need to know at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I never question it. I never question it. It tells you exactly what you, and you're like, hmm, okay, but for you, exactly. And you took that reading and like the same, I have a client last night that I worked with and I have the one after this for her. She, I've been working with her for almost three years. And you know, the thing for me was like, people believe me, but I needed tools. You know what I mean? Like if not, I was just some, a really good friend to people. Yeah. I really gave really good advice, but with the tools I could legitimize my gifts you know? And so, but I always was like this, you know, I could always see this in people. Um, and so it was one of those things where when I got into Reiki and Tarot, it was like, here are my tools. I can calm you down and I can, you know, I can help you lead a better lifestyle. I can help you love yourself. And again, for, for you, it was very similar. Like I started my business because I needed a me for me and I didn't have me when I was going through it. I had a few, a few angel cards, a deck of angel cards and like a friend named Jen and, you know, angel numbers, you know, to get me through. And then I realized there were other people after I decided to like do the healing work and get into Reiki, I realized, wow, I could help. There was other people like it, you going through the same thing. You know, I keep seeing 11, 11. And then I, I feel this weird distance with my partner, which I never felt before, you know, like I thought we were perfect, you know, like I thought this is what everyone wanted to do. And now I feel funny and I, I keep seeing numbers and birds and whatever you were, you know, things were going on and like, or like, I thought that again, like I, I am spiritual. I'm really interested in, but I thought it was only for like crazy people or like weird woo woo people. Like, again, like the, the, the people that I would go to that would be my tower cards would be people that lived in like trailer parks. And I was like, I don't want to be this person. Right they're great and they're, they know everything, but I don't want to be this person. So like, and so for me, it was like normalizing spirituality was kind of what I, I think in Philadelphia I'm pretty known for. Yeah. And I love it. And I also love that since everything has happened with COVID, like no matter where any of my listeners are, they can work with you. Yes. Yes. I love it. So how do people find you to connect with you for Reiki or tarot or the classes that you're teaching? So I have a website. It's www.regantilton.com. So R-E-G-A-N-T-I-L-T-O-N.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at Regan Maria, R-E-G-A-N-M-A-R-I-A. And so you can message me there. I'm super easy to get in touch with. I have, you can DM me, you can email me, you can just sign up. You can just ask me any questions. You know me, I'm very, very accessible, very accessible. And I'll take Regan's information and I'll post it in the show notes. So if you're listening to this and you want to look back later, you can find her handle and you can find her website and you can schedule sessions with her, take one of her, one of her classes and connect with her. Yay. I love it. Thank you for being a guest and for sharing all of your truth. I love it. I love it. Thank you for having me. So awesome. Guys, like Reagan has been just such a beautiful pillar for me and a friend and has helped me so much. Like my whole life has literally my whole life has changed since I met you. It like makes me so happy. So, you know, everyone goes in that little, I have this little office in Philadelphia and a doctor's office in the back and everyone goes in there and it's this little, like tiny little office and it's transformative and people don't, people, they, they, 
you know, and I'm not saying it's not me, it's them, but it's literally just, it's me facilitating. Like I said, facilitate, I'm a facilitator with my tools. And it's literally like people come up, they either get married or get divorced or I've had people have, I've, I've had a woman who was having struggling with infertility, got Reiki a bunch of times. She has triplets. Like your, your life has exploded beyond, do you know what I mean? Beyond, beyond anything. And like, you just see it. And it's like just a little bit of a little bit of letting people know that there's magic within themselves goes a long way. I know that's your gift. That's why you're on this planet. And it's so beautiful. So thank you. I love you so much. I love you. Thank you for having me. This is beautiful. You're the best. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. All right, guys, if you love this episode, just take a screenshot, share it in your story, tag me and Regan. We would love to connect with you. And I will put all of her information in the show notes in case you missed it. I love you guys. Have such a great week and I will see you next week. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved what you heard, I would be beyond thankful if you would share this podcast on your Instagram story and share with me what about the episode with me or with my guests that you loved. Also, please remember if you love this podcast to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes so that you don't miss out on all of the incredible guests and topics that we have lined up for you during this crazy year. And as always, if there is ever a guest or a topic or anything you would like for me and a guest to discuss, just shoot me a DM on Instagram at Regina A. Lawrence. Lots of love, guys.